Hey friends, welcome to the Johnson City Living Podcast where we learn about the people, places, events, and flavors that make Johnson City a lovely place to live. It really is just a beautiful spring day here in Johnson City. I'm here with a friend of mine, Randy Almanzor, who is the um, proprietor of C.S. McCullough's down below us. We're in the uh, old um, King... No, it's not the King building. It's... The Beehive. We're in the Beehive currently, yes, that our friend owns, Owen Haynes. Shout out to him. And um, and so Randy has a, a little barber shop down there. You want to tell us? One, tell me a little bit about Randy. Tell the audience about Randy Almanzor. <laughs> All right. Where'd uh, you grow up? I grew up in St. Petersburg, Florida. Right around the corner from here? Yeah, yeah. Um, short little 12-hour drive. <laughs> um, so I grew up there. And was there until I went off to college. Uh, went to college at Samford University uh-huh. in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, when I graduated there, my sister had married a guy from up here, and I'd come up here a bunch of times to visit and stuff. So, what's your sister's name? Malia. Malia Grant. Yep, I know Malia. She's embroidered some stuff for us. She has. She does a great sure. job. She Super does. sweet too. Yeah, yeah. And she's now. She's now the CEO of the Ronald McDonald House in Johnson City. Yes. So. And I went there one day, and they don't have a cheeseburger in sight. What? I know. Oh, come on. I was like, Malia, come on. She did get to go visit the uh, like McDonald's headquarters in Chicago. Oh, cool. And apparently you can get anything off of their menu from around the world. Ooh. Because the menus, I guess, are different yeah. everywhere you go. Right. So you can get all kinds of crazy the burgers. whole metric and, system, no yeah, quarter yeah. pounder with cheese. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so so but your yeah, claim to fame, it sounds like, is Malia is your sister. Pretty much. Uh, what did you get your degree in from Sanford? A religion. What? <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. So it was a uh, religion degree with a focus on congregational studies. Ooh. Yeah. And how did you put that to work straight out of college? I worked for Rise Up for seven and a half years. Yes, you did. Uh, so running their after-school program for middle school and high school boys, so uh, which was a a great organization to work for. It, which yes. I believe you. We had Mike on there not long to ago. Mike yeah, weeks ago. yeah, and I love that organization. We're uh, we're big fans. So, so you're at Rise Up for seven and a half years, yep. mentoring kids. Yeah, it was it was great. I really enjoyed um, working with all those students, and some of those students I still see around and yeah. run into them, and um, seeing them having kids now, which is crazy. Right, uh, you're like so, I can't be old enough. Right, exactly. Right. So um, you just had your first baby. I did. He just turned one back on the twelfth. What's his name? Olin. Gotcha. <laughs> of course, that's right. You told me that, and. Yeah. I said, you just left off the C. It's supposed to be Colin. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And Olin should pronounce his name Olin, but yeah. he doesn't. But yeah. anyway. So. And tell me about your wife. Uh, my wife, uh, Kayla. Um, we've been married for two years. Mm-hmm. I think I got that right. Hopefully. Hopefully. I won't she'll let, you on your She'll let me know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, June 10th. I know that one. That a boy. Um, and uh, she is a nurse practitioner um, over in Kingsport. Oh, so. Um, but yeah, she, uh, she's, she's from here, so she's local. Okay. Um, so she's at, well, she's from Kingsport, which I guess is here. It's Johnson city living podcast. Oh, and so she's not from, she's here. not from here. No, she's a, she's an outsider. She, <laughs> so, 
she um, she's probably glad that she's not here with me this morning. <laughs> um, yeah, and so um, tell me one thing first of all. What do you just tr- truly love about Johnson City? I love the community, um, just the camaraderie of everything here, mm-hmm. and that was really the reason why, like, I opened the shop, um, and 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 really where I opened the shop because. I'd really gotten to know several of the downtown business owners, uh-huh. um, and they all just, when we started opening, just came right alongside me to help. And, um, and you know, since we've opened, they've always been kind of right there supporting us and helping us. And um, so not just the community of business owners, but then the community just in general um, have always been a huge support and yeah. um, really enjoyed seeing downtown kind of develop over the We've been open, it was five years in January, and so watching downtown kind of develop mm-hmm. and evolve over the last five years has been really cool uh, to watch, and um, so. Sounds like you're taking credit for it. <laughs> about five years ago, you started, and now that's downtown right. is that's like right. totally different <laughs> over the last five exactly. years. Exactly. Yes. So what prompted you to, I mean, and I, I don't know if it was a... Um, we're leaving Rise Up. I'm leaving Rise Up. I'm going to start a barber shop. Or was that is that kind of a progression of things? Or no, how did so there was a um, I left Rise Up and actually moved to Philadelphia. Mm. I was in Philadelphia. You left that out. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I was in Philadelphia for three and a half years, uh, and I worked for Apple up there. Um, so I do remember this. Yeah, I think I even called you to see if you'd give me a deal on a computer. <laughs> said no. So how did you go from Rise Up to Apple? Uh, so I actually went up there, um, and you know, part of my story is, uh, I came back because of divorce up in Philly. Um, and so I went up there, um, with my first wife and we were living up there. Um, and I really, I had no idea what I was going to do when I moved up there. And so I just started looking around. Um, and I tell people I used to work for an apple cart because, I used to work at Banana Republic in the morning, mm-hmm. and I would work at Apple in the afternoon. So I was a fruit salesman. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Orange Julius later. That's right. Um, so eventually, I uh, transitioned at Apple onto the business team, um, in which I supported and helped uh, companies under Fortune 500. So I would build IT solutions for them based on Apple products, train their um, staff and everything so i moved to that position pretty quickly so i did that for uh went full-time at apple um and did that pretty much for three and a half years so that's cool yeah it was a that's kind of where i got my like business acumen yeah entrepreneur kind of because i talked to a lot of businesses up there one guy was one of my favorites was he, uh, his sons were really into baseball okay. and couldn't find bats that they really liked. So he started making, he learned how to make baseball bats and now he makes baseball bats. Um, he's like a boutique baseball bat company for major league players. What's that guy's name? Um, oh my gosh. Of course I'd ask you, but I'd heard yeah. something about that. Somebody else mentioned that not long ago and it huh. may have been Mike. But I don't know that it was. I think it was um, another friend of mine, which really? is odd. Yeah, but he's right there in Philly and um, makes. He's got this like tiny little warehouse with three batting cages in it. Um, but just makes the best bats ever. Yeah, I mean, uh, people are like, yeah. There's all kinds of um, really big players that 
swing his bats. That's so, crazy. Okay. So, yeah. So then, you know, I got divorced and I moved back here. Right. Because all my family's here. My parents are here. My sister's here. So when I moved back. Uh, now, what you're, let's go back to Pensacola a little bit. Just what did your parents do in Pensacola? St. Pete. St. Pete. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. uh, they didn't go to, they may have visited. They, I'm sure they've been to Pensacola. <laughs> um, this is a great, my, <laughs> doing a good job. Yeah, it. yeah. My mom is a teacher, okay. or was a teacher, um, and she was actually in uh, network science. Well, she was an earth science teacher and a computer science teacher. Oh, wow. So that's kind of where I got my computer kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and my dad was a retired uh, Coast Guard as well as a correctional officer at, oh. the, um, at the jail uh, in our county, which is a... It was rough. a it was a big jail, so and that's a rough gig. Yeah, um, so and he worked night shift, Ooh. so he would leave our house every night at like seven and come home at like eight in the morning. Oh, you're all headed off to school. Yeah, which was nice though, because he was always home in the afternoons yeah. to like pick us up. That's and cool. So always got to hang out with him in the afternoon stuff. But, brother, so you got a sister? Do you have a brother? Nope, nope. just my sister. Just and you I. two. Okay. She's okay. old, and she's older. I won't say, I won't let her know that you said she was older. Um, okay, sorry. No, you're so good. You, you came back from Philly. Came back from Philly, uh, worked kind of some odd jobs, worked for a guy named John Smith doing some remodeling, construction kind John of stuff. Smith. He is such a good dude. He is, and he does some amazing work. He, re- I don't know, like that guy could build a house by himself. And it's I'm insane. like, how do you, I mean, you'll come back and you're like, how did you even move that timber thing? I, I mean, asked him the same things. Like, we be doing stuff. And I'd be working on some, like at another project or something for a day, and I come back and there's like huge beams lifted up, and I'm like, "How did you even get that up there?" Yeah, because um, he doesn't. Uh, we were hanging sheetrock one time on a ceiling. It was big, like five eighths inch sheetrock, mm-hmm. heavy stuff. And I was like, "Hey, you know they make these lifts at East Ten that mm-hmm. you can just like crank up." And he's like, "No, we don't need those." And we were just literally on scaffolding, holding the sheetrock and screwing it in. And he was, I mean. I thought he used the force, maybe. Just yeah, exactly. But he's a he's a strong dude. So you, um, that's where your carpentry skills, because you've done some carpentry around. I have. Uh, uh, I've seen some some of your wares here yeah. and there. And a lot of that actually came from my dad and my grandfather. Um, my grandfather was a woodworker, mm-hmm. made a lot of wooden toys for us growing up, and that's stuff cool. Like that, my grandfather so. was a woodworker too, and Carly's dad is a woodworker, so. We're getting to know there how to go. work with wood a little bit, nice. which is good. And nice. my dad worked with wood a lot too, and so yeah, it's a great skill to have. I love the smell of sawdust oh. and cutting wood; it's just awesome. It is. Um, and you built out um, quite a bit of Open Doors Coffee Shop, right? Like I that did. whole bar and the barrel inside the bar. Yep. That's all you. Yeah, so I built their whole um, coffee counter, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Every time I'm in there, I'm like, Randy did a good job. <laughs> Still <laughs> so, standing, which is good. that's right. Yeah. Um, and falling down, yeah. A lot of people tell me I overbuild, but that's all right. Well, better to overbuild than exactly. I think. Kind of like, so, yeah. <laughs> so, I uh, worked for John, and then I did some medical sales for a short period of time. Okay. Finally, I was like, you know what? I just want to be in business for myself. Yes. Um, kind of looked around, uh, was trying to find, like, what needs were out there for really downtown. I wanted to be downtown. Right. I was living downtown, and so... Kind of looked around for needs, and you know, I went to visit a lot of shops, barber shops, and found a lot of really good um, barbers and stylists, mm-hmm. um, but just couldn't find a shop that kind of 
reached to me as far as aesthetics and like where I would want to go and hang out and all that kind of stuff. And so I uh, talked to a lot of friends and said, if this is something that I build, is it something that you would come to? And they're like, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. So, so there I went. Yeah. Yeah. I think I came early on. Um, I had brought two boys and it was, it was a little heavy on the wallet and I was needing to <laughs> look for a cheaper option for a little while. Go. So at that point, but, um, Christian and I, yeah, we, we love coming here and Cameron comes here occasionally. His hair is now down to his shoulders. So nice. if you're listening, Cam, come see Randy's crew and yeah. they will Get take you care a, of you. He wants a mullet. Yeah. Like, just you know, oh. tight on the sides. I'm like, we love cutting a good mullet. Um, I'm like morally opposed to it. Yeah. <laughs> They're, we'll that, they're trendy. I, they, there's a lot of trending stuff that I just don't agree with. Randy. <laughs> the mullet is on the list for me, but he does look. He's uh, he could shave his head bald and he'd look good. He's yeah, a good yeah. handsome kid. Yeah, and so Christian is too. And so I just actually, I was. You guys can book online with Randy through. Um, there's got a great app, but I was tired of doing that. And so last time I was there, I said I talked to the young girl. I forget Kaylee or somebody and. Um, I said, let's just sit here for 10 minutes and book out the rest of the year. There you and go. So I just said, we're going to January next year. And just boom, 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 boom. Every, nice. other, every other week, I, I'm, I'm going to be down there harassing there you, your, you and your crew. Nice. And, uh, you guys do a good job. Appreciate it. Yeah. And so, okay. So, you know, your friend said, yes, if you build it, we will come. Exactly. And that was five years ago. And so yep. tell me a little bit about the process of opening a barber shop if somebody wants to get out there and open one and compete with you. Yeah, yeah. Um Just so kidding. I didn't I didn't know anything about I mean, I don't cut hair. So that was a thing. Oh. Like people are like I thought you learned that at Apple or Yeah, yeah. John yeah. taught you how to do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh if, if I could do it with a skill saw and a sander maybe, but um You could probably do it. Yeah. I think I could weed eat somebody's hair. <laughs> I had a weed eater in my hand so many times I could probably shave you with a weed eater. There you go. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I didn't know anything about it. I just knew what I liked. Um, and I did know customer service because right. I learned probably from one of the best companies there is um, at Apple um, what customer service is about. And so I knew that side of it. And I helped with hiring at Apple. So okay. I kind of knew hiring as well. Let's pause and talk about customer service. Yeah. Like just give a, an overview of what you learned from Apple because – That'd be awesome to hear. I'd love, and I'm in the customer service business. There you go. I think we all are on some level. For sure. Uh, at Apple, customer service was about consistency. Um, so with them, it was, no matter if it was your first time or your 100th time coming into the store, uh-huh. you were getting the exact same service every time by every employee. Okay. Um, and so they really emphasized to everybody that you did this you did the same thing. You greeted everybody the exact same way every time. Gotcha. Um, and then also too, that translates worldwide. Right. So I, you know, I had the privilege of visiting an Apple store in Shanghai. Whoa. Same exact experience in Shanghai as it was in Philadelphia. So they're like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. But in Shanghai. Right. It's, it was however it was a little they said different. it. Right. <laughs> um, so it you know it's just cool to see like they built this culture of customer experience. Um, that is cool. Yeah, and that has penetrated worldwide. So um, consistent, but if it's bad, don't be consistent. Right, and so they also yeah yeah you don't want a consistently consistently bad. Um, but they're also really good about um, 
they were really good about training and making sure that you were always comfortable before you went out on your own. Okay. Um, and then they're always cool with you not knowing the answer, which you seem as which seems really odd at a Apple store. You would think that they want you to be completely knowledgeable, right? But if someone were to come in and say, "Hey, you know, how do I do this?" or and if you didn't know, they would rather you say, "I don't know." Right. Let's find out. Let's find out. Yeah. And so you either go together mm-hmm. and f- figure it out, um, or you find the smarter person in sure. the room to help you find it out. And um, I found that that goes a long way. I yes. mean, I think people, you know, because there's that fake it till you make it kind right. of thing, and. Yeah, that should be. Yeah, I think that's the right way. But a lot of times, I'm just going to go. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know, yeah. but I'm going to find out. Or I right. know. I know Randy. He knows, and so I'm going to call you. And you know. And so, um, yeah, I think that's a great way to handle some stuff. Yeah. So it's like you know, translate into the shop. I never claim that I know how to cut somebody's hair. Right. But I hire the people that do, um, and the best people that do. And so, um, you know. They trust me to run the business and right. customer service, and I trust them to cut hair um, and do it well. Gotcha. Uh, and I think it's a good relationship. Yes. So now, do you? A lot of models in the salon world are you rent your your little area there? Is that the same model here? No. So we're a commission based. Okay. Um, and I do it for a number of reasons. Uh, I hire a front desk staff for them. Um, so I always tell them, I said, you went to school to learn to cut hair, right? You didn't go to school to learn to sweep hair, how to book your appointments, yes. um, how to roll hot towels. Right. So I want you to focus on cutting hair mm. and do it really well. Yes. Your one will, thing. Yeah. I will take care of everything else. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, I do commission with them and okay. they love it. There's been a couple of days when our front desk staff have either scheduling wise, something happened or they got sick or whatever. And, Someone couldn't be in there, and they, they're they like, oh, my gosh, we need our front desk staff. Yeah. Um, we need them back. Mm-hmm. And so um, they really – my barber staff really appreciate them, and my front desk staff really appreciate um, the barber staff. So it's – again, that's a really good relationship happening that there, too. That is a key person at um, our office at Keller Williams Realty. Um, we have a, the director of first impressions is that person. Nice. Name. I like it. And so um, she goes above and beyond to welcome and take care of and, yeah, and serve and just yeah. serve our clients well. And um, you can tell. And the same thing. You go to any Keller Williams, there's a director of first impressions. Nice. They're answering the phones. They're running around doing stuff. And Yeah. Yeah. And so I can see it being a huge asset to your, right. your folks. And yeah. um, I love that model of figuring out what's your one thing, how do you do it to the best of your ability, and um, and then you don't have to worry about anything else, which yeah. is nice because it frees them up. Right. They're like, hey, I can, as soon as I'm done with this haircut, I'm out of here. I don't have to close up the shop. I right. Don't right. Have to do that kind of thing. Well, and they know they can take the full allotted time to cut that person's hair. Right. And not have to rush knowing that they have to sweep hair afterwards, check their customer out afterwards, answer their phone in the middle of a haircut to book an appointment, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Right. They get 45 minutes to focus on cutting somebody's hair. Um, so there's a lot of other shops where they want you in and out in 20. Or it felt like 15. Yeah. I've been like, whoa, yeah. that was fast. Right. And yeah. so we just, we it don't. It looks like it was fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. We don't feel like you can give a quality haircut in right. that amount of time. Uh, so um, I said, you have 45. If it takes you 30, fine. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Just know that you have that 
full time to do everything that you need to do to make sure they walk out with the best haircut. Yes. And you develop, you know, that relationship with your client and they feel loved and taken care of and known, right? You want to be known when you go somewhere. And so that's cool. And now how many folks do you have um, as barbers in your? Uh, We just hired a new, so that takes us up to six. Wow. Uh, So we have, I always get this wrong. We have one, two, three. Now four full time and two part time. Okay, um, so that's cool. Yeah. So where do you find hair? Are they barbers or? Uh, they're both. So we have barbers stylists. and stylists. Okay. What's the difference? Not a lot. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so the difference between basically barber school and cosmetology school is the straight razor shave. Okay, that's, I love that. On and my that's neck. pretty yeah. much it. Gotcha. Um, but even cosmetologists can. Uh, Straight razor on the back of the neck and stuff okay. like that. It's just basically straight razor on the face. On the face. Um, barbers in school learn how to perm, color, manicures, all that kind of stuff. Same as in cosmetology school. So That's crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought a barber would have had to learn how to do nails. Uh, I wouldn't have either, but hmm. lo and behold, they do. Well, that changes it for me. I'm not going to go get my barber's license. <laughs> you don't want to do nails? I don't want to do nails. Well. Um, I do your nails, but oh, I don't thanks. Do nails. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the big main difference. And now, okay. uh, I mean, cosmetologists can do a crossover license and get their barber's license, um, uh, for pretty minimal hours and stuff. So they're trying to make it, I think, a little more, uh, overlapping. Yeah, just kind of one one license. Um, but, so when I come in there. There's a lot of cool stuff laying around. Yeah. And I like typically take some of it. Yeah, um, sure. Sometimes I pay for it, sometimes <laughs> I don't. But um, tell me about that. What's what's up with all these cool little items? It's yeah. like something that you you and Wonka brainchild, like, oh, this would be good for camping. Or this would feel good to walk around and hike in. Yeah, exactly. So I can't take full credit for all of the cool stuff in there. Um, Patrick Muncie really is the... I think you could take full credit. <laughs> <laughs> He is the really brainchild behind that. He had a company called the Foud Anchor, yes, um, which used to be on Market Street. Uh, is that on their shirt? Uh, kind of. This is our new branded logo that nice. we, when the two shops. So I brought Foud Anchor into the barber shop. Okay. And um, and you partnered. We partnered at the beginning, and then I bought him out like two and a half years ago. Smart. Um, and uh, so. He still helps out um, with the shop a bit, um, helping. Uh, he is a cool guy. He's he got is. a good taste. He's he's. I yeah. like Pat a lot. So what I'll do sometimes, I'll be like, hey, I think we should have something kind of like this. And he'll go find a really cool company that sells those things. Ah. Um, and yeah, you had like make Stanley Thermoses there for a while. Yep. And I wanted to get Carly one of those. Um, it was a sleeping bag, but it was a jacket. Yeah. I need to see if you can find me one of those. Your ones. arms and legs could yes. come out. Yeah. Yes. Kind of like the, a really nice Snuggie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the, the original Snuggie. I don't the know original. if it was original or not. but It was old school Snuggie. Yeah. Uh, so Patrick um, helped source a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, so we, we try to keep it all at least small batch or uh, mostly American made. Mm-hmm. Um, Stanley's not even American made anymore. So, really? Um, no. Uh, but <sighs> I know. What are you going to do? So a lot of our, all of our leather goods are 
handmade, mm-hmm. um, small batch. A lot of our hair care products mm-hmm. are just like some dude out of his garage, like mixing pomades and beard oils. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, Duke, some guy, Duke Cannon's yeah, exactly. bars of soap in his back, yeah, yeah. backyard. They've kind of blown up. Um, but they're still a really good product. Veteran, yeah. veteran owned and they give portions back to the veterans. And so a really cool company. That is cool. Um, but yeah, so we try to stay as much as we can, small batch American mm-hmm. made um, products. But so, and they're constantly changing and um, always new stuff kind of coming in. And then we have those staples that we'll always have and always carry. But that's cool. Yeah, I like um, a lot of it, just seems mainly kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then across the hall, you have some kind of new addition. Yeah, so. It went over real well last year, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, she's two years now okay. over there. Um, but Tara uh, is our massage therapist across the hall. Okay. Um, and she is uh, really good. I've um, heard good things. She is, her through. specialty is like deep tissue massage. Oh. So she does a lot with like sports um, massages mm-hmm. and uh uh, so it it really fits well for guys um, that are, you know, working out a lot or, yes. or whatever. And, you know, most of the time guys don't feel like their persona of massage is like some spa that, right. you know, I'm going to relax and get covered in chocolate or whatever, you know. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no. You know, I've had one <laughs> of those before. Um, but uh, but hers is... is um, it's it's more like recovery therapy. Yes. Um, I had a bad shoulder once, and um, I mean, I still have a bad shoulder. But you know, she you know really worked it out. She does cupping, uh-huh. um, which I don't know if you've ever had. Cupping oh yeah, before or not. we've got a guy we go see. Carly went and saw him yesterday. Nice. He does cupping. And, yeah, um, and it was crazy how like quick my shoulder loosened up, and like I could feel the blood flowing back into my hand and stuff. Nice. It looks like an alien that abducted yeah. you for a while. Yeah, exactly. Got circles all over. Yeah, here. got attacked by an ocu- octopus yeah. or something. Um, but uh, so she does really good at um, focusing on kind of those those pain points. Um, now it 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 causes some pain points when she's doing it. I oh mean, my gosh, she's she gets in there. I have uh, to breathe. Like, yeah. So, it's gonna be okay, uh, but yeah. she's really good, um, and we've enjoyed having her. That's so. awesome. And yeah. so, um, that probably was how was so. La- let's just talk about last year for sure. your whole business. Yeah. Um, how did that go for you? Yeah. So COVID? they they shut us down for three months, mm. um, and we were kind of one of the last industries to come back uh, or to be allowed back, um, which. It's kind of crazy to us. You know, I understand the massage part of it because you're... You know, really close. Right. Yeah. It's hard to be masked up. Yeah. Uh, but the barber side of it, uh, you know, barber shops and like tattoo shops are probably two of the most sanitary places that you'll go get, yeah. um, you know, whatever visit. And so we just didn't really understand, but it is what it is. Um, so we followed all the guidelines and um, opened when we were allowed to and... When we did open, we were only allowed to have, we had to have an empty chair in between each. Mm-hmm. So we could only have three working at a time. Um, They're like, we're going to rearrange the office. Yeah, yeah. Thought about just cutting hair outside. But, oh, that's a good idea. Um, Drive by. Drive through. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, well, I mean, it was, looks great. it was tough, but um, we made it and we're still open. So, yes, you um, are. We had some amazing, our, 
customers and you know they're more like family than they are customers but um really supported us through the shutdown we had several that just said you know look i'm gonna support my barber um you know here's a hundred bucks just send it their way um because you know they knew that I mean, there wasn't anything they could do at the time. Right. I mean, right. And you still have a lease to pay. You yeah. got a utility. I mean, so you got to keep the lights on. Right. So, that's so awesome. they were, they supported our barbers well and through all that. And that's why community, again, comes back to why Johnson City is just an amazing place to live. It is. Exactly. Um, yeah. They, they really came around. And we did, we were doing um, online product sales and we'd deliver it to your house. And so we had people that were buying t shirts and hoodies and all kinds of stuff. Um, and I would go deliver it to their house. And that's cool. So, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Hmm. So now, um, what do you, you kind of get? I look at you and I'm like, Randy's always got an idea or got something going on. What are you, what's next for you? I mean, this barber gig seems to be going fairly well. It is. And I can see you kind of going, all right, let's start something else <laughs> and, and add to it. Is that yeah. something that's on the radar? It is. Uh, my staff are always saying they can tell when I'm getting bored. Yeah. Because uh, I either completely rearrange the shop, um, which I've done several <laughs> times now. <laughs> and they'll come in and they'll be like, oh, what happened? And, Why? Yeah. So um, I was telling them the other day, I was like, you know what? I think I want to. And they're like, no, don't. They're like, it's it's working. So they're like, find something else to work on. So uh, we are we're working on a, a few different ideas for the barbershop. Okay. Um, so one of them's uh, a potential. Um, and this kind of came out of, it, we really had the idea before COVID, but then during COVID, it really kind of um, is doing some sort of like mobile barbershop. Um, like mobile dog grooming. Yeah. To where we can like come to you. Um, and it's, uh, you know, there's only one person, you know, one or two people in the bus at a time. And typically it's someone that, you know, and, um, so it's a lot easier to keep it, you know, clean and sanitary. Um, in that case, there's not people walking into shop and stuff like that. So, right. Um, a little more private. Yeah. And then, uh, would you also like, have somebody driving the bus and then like you could have like a tour of Johnson city <laughs> while you're getting your, there you go. There you go. And then I later at night we can do ghost tours. Yeah. I don't know how well a uh, haircut <laughs> would look on a moving bus though. You know, Hey, I know that your folks downstairs are awesome. They could probably do it. Yeah. No yeah. Problem. Speed bumps might uh, cause an issue. I don't know. Uh, It'll grow back. Yeah. So, um, that's, you know, that's one of the idea. things that we're kind like of it. looking at and working on. Yeah. Um, so, and that would allow us to, to, kind of hit other parts of the city um, uh -huh. or people that just can't get out of work in time and, um, you know, whatever to get here. So I know sometimes I've started booking my haircuts in the mornings, but in the afternoons, it's nice to get a little, um, refreshment. Yes. So where did the <laughs> idea, where did the idea of a beer and a haircut come into play? Uh, so it really came, uh, a lot of the shop is really, from this barbershop that I used to visit in Philly um, when I was living up there. And it was right in the little town that I was living in. And I could walk over there. And they had this massive cooler. And it was only full of PBR. Nice. But, I mean, it was like Pat's eight. Blue Ribbon, for those who don't know oh, what yeah, PBR yeah. is. Uh, the, gold, the, gold, uh, the Blue Ribbon of Beer. Yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, there was PBR for days in there. Oh, man. And you'd walk in and they'd be like, hey, just... Just grab you a drink, hang out. They would have cornhole out back. You were and, like 14, 15 at yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and, uh, and so I would just hang out and like, there was guys that would come there like 30 minutes before their haircut or hang out for, you know, another hour yeah. after their haircut. Yeah. They just hang out. Um, and I was like, man, I, I want that. That's a cool idea. Yeah. And so when we opened the shop, you know, you know, I always hear my wife, like when she goes to like salons or whatever, they offer like a glass of wine yes. or, you know, something. And when I'm getting my nails done. I yeah, get exactly. Yeah. And so, um, I said, you know what, we're just going to offer beer. Yes. Uh, and so we have two canned beers and then we always have a rotating local beer on draft um so right now we have john city brewing's kick a coriander oh uh on draft uh, which is a quality beer that is so, a good beer we've got uh, some great breweries around town. we do we do i would it might be fun to have like a haircut and then you have like a little brew stop after you know like you could say okay go to these three breweries oh, or, there or you something go. like that maybe yeah and, and, Engage those folks as well. That could be fun. Yeah. Because um, we do have a lot of great great spots to get a beer here. We do. And then, if you're so inclined, you can bring a bottle of brown water. You can. <laughs> and leave it on the wall. Um, yeah, so we have, uh, we used to have what's called a whiskey locker. And it was yes, this old, it was that old refrigerator. Yeah, old refrigerator. Um, and we would store them inside of there, but no one ever saw them. <clears throat> and so... This during COVID, we rearranged the shop, um, and we decided let's get rid of the fridge and put them all on the wall. Yes, for everyone to see. Mm-hmm. And I was amazed at how many um, folks have been coming to us for like three years. And they're like, "Oh man, when did you get all the whiskey?" I'm like, "Oh, it's always been in here. It was just in that fridge." But you got to bring your own. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh," and so um, so folks will bring their their bourbon or whiskey, and we mm-hmm. put it on the shelf, tag it with their name. Yep. And they can have some anytime they come in. We have glasses and um, ice. And uh, we even have some folks that when they come downtown to like go eat dinner or whatever. Roll in. Yeah, they'll roll in, maybe have a sip or two. Um, and then. That's a great idea. Head on for the night. All so. right. Next time. Next. Not this Saturday. Next Saturday, I'll bring a bottle. There you put go. It on the wall. Yeah. That'll be good. We also have a couple of house ones that if. Uh, if you don't have something. You don't have something. What's yeah. on. What's the house bourbon? Let's see. We have a. <laughs> We have a Basil Hayden's up there right now. Oh yeah, and like. a uh, a Bib and Tucker. Yep. So my friend Twan likes Bib and Tucker. It's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one, and a Basil Hayden's great too. My it dad is. likes that one. I've gotten into whiskeys lately. It's in or bourbon, really. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's fun. It I, is. I'm enjoying the thousands of different flavors. Oh man, there's so many, and it's just cool. Yeah. And so how it was made and how it's kind of. Kind of near our area, you know. I mean, yep. Kentucky's not too far away, and yep. so I feel like we're kind of in the bourbon country for sure. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so you're going to think about doing some stuff with the um, – what else is going on downtown that you see happening that's really cool right now? Um, so, you know, you know, because of COVID and stuff, we can't have all the festivals that right. we normally have. And all oh, yeah, I heard about stuff. this this morning, talking to my dentist, um, actually. So, uh, but um, – you know, we are going to get to have Meet the Mountains Festival this summer, um, which I think will be probably the first thing that's going to happen um, in Johnson City uh, since COVID that I know of. Is that going to be out at Founders Park again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. It is. It's a really cool festival. The mm-hmm. dog jumping thing is my favorite. Um, I didn't see that. They got this huge pool, and, you know, they do the throw the bone out, and the dog, like, sees Launches. How it launches. You can bring your own dog and see if it'll jump. Mine hates the water, so it definitely Mine would be out. like, um, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> we have two. One of them would probably go for it. Yeah. She would be all over it. Cooper would be like, I'm good. Right. I want to see them let like humans do it, you know? Oh, that's a great idea. If they can catch the bone. Yeah, I'll throw it for you. All right. 
And then um, I heard today, since they're not having Blue Plum, they're offering grants to local businesses, um, potentially. Oh, so I haven't even may, heard that. You need to look into that. You yeah, for little, sure. Well, grant. That's cool. Um, but yeah, and uh, so I will say one of the coolest things that has just opened in downtown, and it's really like the parks of downtown are really kind of what has yes like collected when they connected yeah because you got founders over here right and yeah. then you got king. the king commons area yeah. underneath the big sign that says welcome to yeah. Jazz city and now they have that really cool new playground up by the library um i don't know if you've seen it uh your boys may be a little too old to go play on the little playground we're but... never too old to go play on <laughs> playgrounds we're gonna go do it there you go but it's uh yeah jenny brock talked about that last time yeah, on the podcast yeah. and so um so a buddy of mine, John Talay, actually had kind of the original idea. Yeah, he for wanted it. to do a little pump track downtown. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, so it's, it's got a uh, you know just big rocks all over the place, and it's got this astroturf that you can sled down or uh, not sled down, but slide down, slide down. Um, and then uh, you know it's got these cool like music apparatuses that you can beat and bang on, and it makes cool noises. Um, so I took my son there. Two weeks ago, and you know he's only one, but he loved it just walking around. That was in and, that hole where Antaro used to be. Yes, Emily just showed me a picture of yep. it. Yep, um, yep, yeah, that's cool. So it's a it's every time I drive by it, like in the afternoon and stuff, it's packed full of kids. Isn't uh, that cool? Which is really cool. So it's, it's kind of like that old um, if they build it, yeah. if you build it, they'll come kind of thing. Exactly. Um, Field of dreams is yeah. where I was going with that. My brain wasn't quite there. Um, yeah, and so I think it'd be neat to see. Um, I may have to get somebody from the planning commission on here to talk about. There you go. Okay, so we got this, this, and this. What else are we going to do? You know? Yeah, and, for sure. Because um, Johnson City is growing and developing, and we do have a ton of kids and um, a ton of outdoor stuff. What do you love to do outdoors with our in our area? Yeah, what's your uh, favorite thing? I think our. I mean, our my wife and I collectively a favorite thing is to hike. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's. I mean, you, you can not hike the same trail. You know, for a year for a, yeah and uh and not even have to travel all that far to hit a new trail no. um so it's just great i mean you can within minutes get into the mountains and feel like you're miles i mean hundreds of miles from anywhere yeah um but and then uh i do enjoy going up to tannery riding mountain bikes and stuff like that um, do you like catching air uh an air guy i I probably was more in my younger days. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, you know, kids kind of bring you a little more back down to earth. Like I got a, I got a little mouth to feed. Yeah. I yeah. Just like crack right. my brain open. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or so, uh, one of our guys on our team who we love and pray for regular, cause he does a lot of this crazy stuff. He like jacked up his arm last year. I mean, he had a concussion. He went to the hospital cause he was like, whoo. And then went over his handlebars. Yeah, and he just loves flying. Will Hunter is a biking <laughs> crazy man, and uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm a little more on your side of it. I'm a little yeah, more yeah. timid. Right. I haven't even been up there yet. I need to get up there. Oh man, it's a great. I've got a Huffy bike. Will that work? Or maybe like I mean it. My ten speed. Can I take that? <laughs> <laughs> that may be a little rough. You can take it on the pump track. There you go. <laughs> um, I do need to get up there. We need to take Christian up there. Man, it's a it's a good time, and they are top-notch trails. That's what I've heard. I mean, I mean, somebody told me the other day they went up and there were like 10 cars, right? And like eight of them had different license plates from all over the place. Yeah. I mean, there was, the day that they opened it, there was guys that were, um, and girls, that were driving over from Asheville just to be able to ride on opening day. 
Um, I was running a shuttle bus up and down the mountain uh, for that day, and I picked up um, a couple down in the parking lot, and they're like, oh, man. We were trying to get out of work early because we knew we wanted to get over here before it got dark. And like, like we know we only have like an hour or two to ride, but we just wanted to be able to get over here and say that we got to ride it on opening day. Wow. And that's um, from Asheville. Yeah. Right. And we look at them going, you guys have got it going on. Yeah. That's exactly. cool to hear. So, um, but yeah, I'd, there's folks that come from all over the place just to ride, uh, ride those trails. Yeah. So it's. And there's more to come. I mean, that's the cool thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, the plan- city planning has done a good job of thinking into the future, and so hopefully we can continue to think that way and yeah. shape our city in a great way, but not lose what makes it awesome, which right. is community. And um, you know, I feel like just great moral values here. We um, we just truly love one another, and For sure. and you really show that off in the way you give to rise up your time and your resources and. Every time I see you, you got a smile on your face, and it just—you um, make Johnson City a better place to live. And one of the great things it. about it, and I mean, who doesn't want to get a great haircut, get a cold beer, and and buy something cool that I probably would never use, like field notes. I'm, you know, I, if I make it out to the field, that'll be great. Yeah, but um, yeah, just ask, ask Jose about using field notes. Oh yeah, does yeah. he do? That? He carries. He's got boxes. You have to ask him sometime when you see him. Okay. He has boxes that they're all categorized by the month. And Good for him. So field carries, notes are a little notebook yep. that you carry with you, and and you've got some cool ones downstairs. Do. And um and so you just carry them with you. And when carry with you, jot idea, down ideas, meet somebody. Met Randy Almanzor. Yeah. Just whatever. I mean, you'll if you flip through like some of Jose's, there's be just drawings of random stuff in there. Um, but yeah, notes and uh, he's but, an idea guy for sure. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. Got ideas. I'll see if I can talk him to being on here. Yeah. He might come on. He's pretty high, highfalutin now that he is, I'm going to have to pay him to come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring, say, bring some of your field notes. And get we'll on just his, go through get on his NASCAR schedule. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the race is back, right? They're yeah, back. next weekend. Yeah. Dirt, well, dirt, they've been, they've been running dirt races for, for a couple of weeks. Like two now. weeks. Yeah. Now. Which is, I'm excited. I, I love all the guys at the racetrack. And, yeah gals and it's just an it's an awesome place to go visit too in bristol yeah. just north of us the bristol motor speedway that's and, right and that's so, great coliseum yeah and i was really concerned for all those guys last year too and so i'm glad they they've navigated the waters well i think and uh, yeah they, i mean this thing's been sold out for months now yeah that's great um, so yeah i think it'll be a cool experience anything else you want to share with our listeners today randy any closing thoughts or anything that we didn't talk about that you'd like? Oh, you should have said this. Or no, I mean we're um, we have been beyond blessed in this in this time, mm-hmm. uh, and come out of it a lot better than a lot of others. Um, and so we are very appreciative to the city that we live in mm-hmm. um, for helping us. You know, yeah, make it to twenty twenty one. Yeah, um, so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know of a lot of other places that are just going to call you up and buy stuff because they know you need to, right. you know, and it's just because again, we love each other. And yeah, so, for uh, sure. Well, thank you for what you do for our city. Thank you for allowing me to get a, a decent haircut and <laughs> uh, making me look as good as possible. And so can. yeah, if you start doing facials and that kind of thing, that would People say that would help me as well right. as, as a we'll good haircut. We'll see what so. we can do. <laughs> and then you need stylists. Uh, like, I'm a work in progress. There, you, <laughs> I don't have, we don't have enough time for you to fix me up. But, um, yeah, thanks for coming 
yeah. coming on the podcast today. Thanks for, Thanks for me, letting Colin. us learn about. Oh, we didn't even talk about C- where the name C.S. McCullough oh, yeah. came from. That's so, my grandfather. Um, so my middle name is actually McCullough. Uh-huh. Uh, it's my mom's dad. Okay. Um, he was not a barber either. Okay. Um, he was a woodworker? He was a woodworker, but nice. he was profession was a physics professor. Um, he was a farmer. Um, so just a hardworking dude in general. There's actually a drawing of him down in I've the... I've seen that. Looking real dapper, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so... But yeah, it was named after him. Um, we assume that not many folks could say or pronounce Amanzor. Yeah. Uh, so C.S. McCullough's kind of had a little better ring to it. Um, and uh, and plus, you know, I mean, he was a huge influence in my life. Mm. Um, so and have some really cool like old things of his around the shop, like his track spikes and that's cool. Some of his woodworking tools and stuff like that. So. That's um, neat. So he's you're carrying his legacy forward. Yeah, we try. So, uh, but yeah, it was. My so that's grandfather. the name of your business, is CS McCullough's. CS McCullough's, and it's downtown Johnson City, right in the heart of Johnson City. Yeah. You can come get a haircut, a beer, come pick out some cool stuff. Yeah, just come um, hang out. You can make an appointment online, and so um, yeah, it's it's awesome. I tell everybody when we're moving them here, I said if you need a great haircut. Go down to C.S. McCullough's. Appreciate stuff. it. Yeah, I need to throw in a little something in our gift basket for him to, there to you get, go. A, get, a, get a little haircut when, when you buy a house from us. So, <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you for coming in. Appreciate Thanks you, Thanks for Colin. being my friend. And, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll talk to you guys soon, and have a great day.